This is Robin Lloyd Taylor, Neil Adams, Tony Moore, Koi Fom, Stephen Bowman, Brian Level, Steve Lieber, Robert Kurtzman, Kevin Stewart, Rick Remender, David Marquez, Alan Bellman, I'm an alcohol. Oh, wrong meeting. No, this is Alan Bellman from the Golden Age of Marvel Comics, and I'm addicted to limited addiction podcast. So wherever you are, be nice to your friends and be nice to yourself and stay happy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Limited Addiction Podcast. My name is Frankie. My name's Dan. We're here to talk about one thing nerdy. Just one. Just one. This is a this is a different. It is a special episode for us, but it's also a different one because I'm not there. It's, it's true. Got a couple of different <laughs> things going on. Uh, <laughs> politics aside, yeah. Our plans politics tonight aside, got screwed. Tr- it's Trump's fault. Okay. It's all true. I don't care what your stance is on politics, but he is visiting our city right now, and it's blocked off the highway. I yeah. tried to no avail to get to Dan, but it didn't work. It's true. So we're making it happen for you guys because we figure waiting a full solid year has been long enough. Yeah. Uh, we waited for a lot of reasons, and um, one, Dan finally found uh, a certain panel that we were trying to find for many years. It's true. And two, this is our 100th episode. So yeah, it's only been about uh, six months, so not, not well, too bad. We sort of realized it was the 100th episode. Like, oh, no, we got to do something special oh. that we just never did. But before that, we took like a two-month break. So ah. we owe you guys this one. We're a little over six we months. Do have, we have, import, we have uh, real cool things in the future, but uh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. This is it's been a fun ride. We still do other podcasts. So it's not like we stopped. But yeah, this there's... particular one we put a pause on, and it's coming back. So don't yes. worry. We uh we had our mindset on what the hundredth episode should be, and it just took quite a while to find it. So yeah, I gotta say, man, this is a weird dynamic. I'm used to being in the same room with you. I know. I'm used to weird. like facing people. We got a new yeah. new studio, new mics. Well, new mic stands, yes, we do. at least. Uh, fun things in the future, and we'll uh, let the listeners and viewers, I don't know, that's a hint of what's to come. Dun, dun, dun. They'll get to see what we're talking about. But it's this true. is from, this particular thing I, I believe you're going to bring up is from a couple years ago at the Cincy Comic Expo. Dan and I yes. got to check off something from our bucket lists. Well, he already did, actually. I've been thinking about it. It's true. But I didn't. It was my first time. Yeah, my do, you first, wanna, do you want to say or do you want me to? I don't know how you want to My first this. time going to a panel. Um, one, two, three. It's a stand. Oh, I thought we were going to say it together. Oh, no, man. See, when we're not in the same room, we can't vibe off each other. Yes. This is the Stan Lee panel a couple years. Yes. I mean, we've talked about it on the show. It's true. true. True listeners will remember us talking about it. Yeah. And it's uh, especially special now since the man has left us. Yeah, and um, I don't know if you have seen the um, on the the digital Endgame um, feature. There's a little Stanley vignette, and it's it's actually pretty. I, I choked yeah. up a little bit. Nice. Yeah, it's kind of cool. He talks about how lucky he uh, he feels to be a part of this, and he remembers every single cameo, and he just feels so honored. I'm like, man, That's great. you're so awesome, Stan. Yeah, I remember uh, the Marvel Captain Marvel intro when they did all his cameos instead of the heroes that oh, was pretty awesome man that yeah that that, that hits you in the feels though I'm like oh, oh yeah. no i wasn't prepared for that well and then there's uh into the spider-verse like the week after oh my god yeah 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 what he, he said something along um uh nobody feels like the mask fits at first or something along that yeah My, miles sure. says uh if it doesn't fit can i return it and he says oh it always fits eventually yeah God, that's such a good line. Yeah. Such a good um, man. But he was a good man. He shaped my life, and I'm assuming he shaped your life. <laughs> yeah. We're both really into comic books, so. It's true. Marvel. Marvel particularly. Nothing and, else. Uh, he started this friendship in this podcast. Yes. Yeah, we were friends before. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I, mean, didn't, I didn't want to call you out, but yeah. <laughs> we, we were independently into nerd stuff. Yeah, maybe. Well... With our next comeback episode, we're probably going to talk about the origin again. But yeah, Dan and I have been friends for a long time. 
and we shared a love for comic books and we just got to talking a lot like man let's just do a podcast and that's how it started it's true and like you said it wouldn't have happened most likely without Stan the man true it was well this podcast for sure yeah for sure but yeah um unless you have something i'm just gonna no, say man, um yeah. I'm interested to hear because uh, I sort of remember some of the things you said and kind of we're, we're sitting here right now in the future and just seeing some of the things you said play out the way it did. It's kind of cool. So I'm, in, I'm interested to hearing uh, this panel myself. Yeah. Hopefully the audio is good. I think if I remember, I just had a, a field recorder and we just pushed record. Yeah, it uh, turned out fairly well. So I haven't listened to all of it, but enough to check different things um i know i kind of want to be like a dirt bag and edit one of the other like this is blah 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 and you're listening to limited addiction podcast and just put his name in there oh yeah that, that might be a little bad yeah we yeah. couldn't get him to do a tag we tried to get him to do one yeah yeah i think we talked about it right afterwards but yeah we we asked one of his handlers and he was like oh you can't really do that because you know your show could be named like big titty comics like, well, it's yeah. not. It's not oh, named man. Yet. I just thought about something, not to bring things down, but um, before his passing, um, they were trying to sue his handlers because of mistreatment. I wonder if True. we met that handler. I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, he definitely, Sad. the main guy is on the panel with him. Yeah. And I don't, I tried to check if it was that guy. I remember he had like dark hair. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, if you weren't uh, if you weren't at the Cincinnati Comic Expo, hopefully you enjoy it. And if you were, hopefully it brings back uh, some good memories. Yeah, and uh, stay tuned for the future of Limited Addiction Podcast and the whole Frankly Done Network. We got a lot of cool things in store. True. And completely. I don't know, just enjoy this panel about from Stan the Man. Exactly. Celsior. Good advice. <laughs> This has been a long time coming, but the convention has wanted to do something like this, and we're very proud to bring him to Cincinnati. As you may not know, this is Andrew Satterfield, director and owner of the Cincinnati Comic Expo. This event has been one of his dreams, and this has been one of our dream guests to bring. We're pleased to share it with all of you. We know this is a dream for many of you as well, as we've seen reactions on social media for the last several weeks and months since we've made this announcement. So, without any further ado, let's give him a Cincinnati welcome. Everybody, on your feet.
brought some guy, I created some story that added up to something. Can those people way over there, can they hear us? Yes, they can hear you. Okay, I want to, wait a minute, oh, for a minute I thought I saw an empty chair. If there were an empty chair, I would have left. I don't know. All right, what happens now? Oh, if you guys think this is funny, I mean, think about it being around him eight, ten hours a day. Never mind that, think of being around him
the whole movie played. This is the last time he ever comes on. <laughs> so let's go with the questions. That's an easy one. <laughs> Is there going to be a Bucky Barnes solo movie? You're going to be what? That's funny because he was asking about that. Uh, the Winter Soldier Bucky? Yeah. Are they going to make a movie of his own? Sooner or later, yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to make movies of... They're not so dumb. They're going to make movies of every character they have. <laughs> we all go to see them.
We worked long hours, and uh, but we enjoyed. What, 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 I, I was going strong. I was for the first time. I had something to say, and I wasn't stumbling, and I wasn't stuttering, and you couldn't stand no, that. Stuttering. You talker and let it go. You have to interrupt it. I'm not bringing you anymore. Sometimes, guys, is that. He talks about these stories like you're hearing right now, back in the day, what, how it was, how hard it was. And he tells me things, and I hear some things, but then, you know, he might say this, the story this particular way with this group. And then he might add something else to this to the story that this didn't, group didn't hear, it, and it's here. And so I, I kind of started picking his brain, and I asked him, what did you guys used to tell me what you used to do with the, when the delivery boys used to come by? And, oh, oh, this was terrible in the early days. Yeah. You know how much the artwork is worth today, the original artwork, if you had it? We used to have, we'd send down the sandwiches, and a, a delivery boy would deliver the sandwich. Now the engraver would send us back all the artwork after they had used it, and they were pages this big, kind of thick, and we had hundreds of them in the office because we were doing a lot of books, and we didn't know what to do with all that artwork. So when somebody would make a delivery to the office, instead of tipping the guy, because we were cheapskates, we didn't have much money, we would say to him, hey, before you go, you want to take some artwork with you? And we'd give them as much artwork as they could hold, because that was clearing out the office. Our office was about this big. What I gave to do for us and the artwork. So we gave it to anybody who'd come up to the office. Wow. So there must be some very rich delivery I think it was $8 a page, and once I got a raise, I think I got up to 10 or $12. When well, he first started, it was pennies. He got, he got 12 cents. No, I didn't get 12 cents. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know. Trust me, I know. Yes. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I should have gone on strike. <laughs> Listen, this is a, no. this is a funny part. If you guys look at, if you Google it, and some pictures of him in the office, when he did something for a company, I can't remember the name to it off the top of my head, and he'll remember it when I say it. And the back wall framed is a check that he got for working for something that he did. Do you remember the check that you have in the back of the wall? You remember he said, you're going to mess up their accounting system, but you're not going to get Oh, a penny. You got a penny. Gave him work, and I'm like, what did you do? I was there all day. He just gave me this, a penny. Yeah, but I like what he said about messing. Is this thing on? Yeah. <laughs> messing their accounting system. I figured I'm never gonna cash that check, and their bookkeepers will say there's one cent unaccounted. <laughs> I've spent years trying to figure out what happened. <laughs> What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right, the story. So let's go to the next one. Oh yeah, I know you've heard this question at least like a million times before, but I'm currently in college, and how do you dollar mark for like the business side or intellectual property law if you would have any tips? That's been my dream since I was a kid. All I heard was the name Alexander. There must have been more than that. You open the door, knock on the door. <laughs> you know, I, that's the hard, really, that is the hardest question for me to answer when people say, I'm a writer, what should I do? Or I'm an artist, how can I get work? I've been so removed from getting work there or giving work or supervising the work. They have a bunch of editors, as you know, if you've been reading the books. If there's any character you would particularly think that you'd be good at writing, the thing to do is write a little story outline and send it to the editor of that particular book with a note saying you're a writer. But I've got to tell you, it's very difficult because they get a lot of that and they don't even have time to read them much. The best way to get in a writing job at Marvel is to be a professional writer. That is. 
if you've had books printed or you've had stuff printed in the newspaper columns or something, and you can send what you've done, they'll at least look at it and consider you because they'll know you're a professional. But if you're just somebody wanting to break in, it is tough as hell. The best thing to do is find an editor you like, wait till he goes home at night.
from experience, when we went to the Thor premiere, we're going down the red carpet, and all of a sudden, if you guys, again, look and Google it up, yeah, they had Odin's uh, throne on, in the, in the, on the red carpet. It was cornered off, and it was just basically for folk, you know, eye candy. He walks up, because I want to be up there, and I go, go ahead, go do it, who's going to stop you? He's going to see it, and I'm walking toward it. You got three big-ass security guards walking toward me, and I said, okay, I'll, I'll get them right now. And then I just take a step back, and he just goes right in, like, oh. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Mr. Lee, go right up. <laughs> let me take it for no, with me. <laughs> He's on the throne. He gets on the throne. There's photos of it. When he came down, the first thing he said to me, why didn't I play Odin? <laughs> I should have. Next question. Hey, this is fun, you know, even with you. <laughs> so clearly everybody in this room grew up with a fictional hero. And we pretty much created most of them, the people in this room. Who were your official heroes when you were growing up? Who were your heroes? Can they all hear what you're saying? Who were your heroes growing up? Oh. Well, I went to the movies. So. Errol Flynn, if you remember him. I used to leave the theater when I was about 12 or 13 years old. After I saw Errol Flynn in, as a hero in some movie. And I would look around and see if there's a little girl that some bully is picking on so that I can go and rescue her from that bully after I saw Errol Flynn. And, um, and that was it. He was my big hero. See, I can give short answers. <laughs> thank you. Uh, first off, thank you for coming to Cincinnati, Mr. Lee. Uh,
my idealized version of what the prettiest girl in the world would look like. I always kept drawing that face. And this girl who opened the door at the model agency, she was the girl I had been drawing all this time. And then I heard her voice. She had an English accent, which I'm a nut for. Hey, <laughs> I know you. And I looked at this vision, and I think I said something like, I love you. <laughs> anyway, so I never met Betty, who I was supposed to meet, but I took Tony out to lunch, and we got married, and that was it. <laughs> a lot of the stuff, a lot of us grew up on his stories, and somehow, some way, in some story, it touches us in a part of our life that we might be going through something. And I tell them all the time is that sometimes the stories that you write are about the experiences that you go through. And the reference that you give Mary Jane, you hit the jackpot, is the one of his wife. Well, all my stories are experiences I go through. Did I ever tell you the time that I met Dr. Doom? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that he, uses, he doesn't, he doesn't think it, think it Consciously, I think when he writes his stories, he's thinking subconsciously, and he refers to a lot of the things that he's gone through his life—the good, the bad, the highlights to the, you know, what's going on in the country. When he created the X-Men, he created the X-Men because of all the, you know, the discrimination at the time, what was going on with the blacks, the whites, and so on. How they were different, they were treated different, and that's why he came up with the X-Men to show that. Tell you a funny story about the X-Men. <laughs> I wanted to do the X-Men, so I went to my publisher and I told him about it. He liked the idea. He said, okay. But then he said, what do you call the strip? And originally, I wanted to call it The Mutants. And he said, no, you can't call it The Mutants. And I said, why? He says, nobody knows what a mutant is. He didn't have much respect for the intelligence of our readers. <laughs> so he said, nobody would know what a mutant is. I said, okay. And then I decided to call them the X-Men, because they had extra power. So he said that was okay. So as I walked out of his office, I was wondering, if nobody would know what a mutant is, how is anybody going to know what an X-Man is? <laughs> I had the name, and I wasn't going to make waves. So that's what it was. All right. Thank you, Mr. Lee. Thank you. Okay. You might as well thank him. He's doing all the work. <laughs> Out of all the Marvel movies, which one is your favorite and why? Oh, I don't have a favorite. Each one that I see, I say, man, this is the best. Then I see the next one. I say, this is the greatest. I really love them all. In fact, the only one I was a little disappointed in, I thought the movie was great, the actors were great. But the first Fantastic Four didn't have Dr. Doom in it the way I liked Dr. Doom and his armor and his mask and everything. So I was disappointed in that. But it's a good movie. But I think all of the movies, I, I don't know how Marvel does it. It's like every new one is better than the one before. End of pitch. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> what is your favorite cameo that you've made in the movies? I think the one where, um, was it Thor? Where, where Thor is having a strong drink, and I ask for a sip, and he says, no, it's too strong for you. But I insist, and he gives me a sip, and then in the next scene, they're dragging me out. <laughs> I like that so much, if you think about it, it is the only cameo I've done where I had two scenes <laughs> so far. Thank you. Well, Mr. Lee, thank you for your time. I just wanted to ask, um, which Marvel character is like appeals to you per on a personal level the most? Which Marvel character appeals to you on a personal level? 
to be very honest, they all do, because every one of them has a little story to it that means something to me, like Dr. Strange, for example. His incantations, the things he says when he's performing whatever things he does, he doesn't say abracadabra. He says, by the hoary hosts of Aga. And I made up all those incantations, I love them, by the shades of the shadowy seraphim, is it? And by the crystal rings of Sidorak. They don't mean anything, but I thought they sounded real good. As an abracadabra, so that's why I like Dr. Strange. What was the question? All right, Dr. Strange, just so we get an answer. I'm no good at it. There are two things I'm no good at. What's my favorite and what appeals to me the most? Everything is my favorite and everything good appeals to me. So I, I don't know how I can ever figure this is the best, the worst. I like everything. I love this audience. <laughs> Him. Most audiences would have had him kicked out by now. <laughs> Thank you for your time. So I was wondering, what was you, what is your favorite cosplay that you've seen at the Cincinnati Comic Expo? Okay, I can answer. I can answer. We literally kicked. Question. What is your favorite cosplay character that you've seen here at the Expo? We 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 literally got off the plane. <laughs> it's funny. There was two cops waiting for us on the. On the jet plane. I thought I was under arrest. <laughs> they go, Mr. Lee? They go, no, it's him. <laughs> I'm like, throw me under the bus. Uh, but literally, we just came from the airport straight here. We haven't seen any other conventions except uh, signing. So we'll see you tomorrow. Sweet. Thank you. We won't see anything tomorrow you're, because we won't have time because we're going to be working here all day long tomorrow. You know that. What? You're working for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah Didn't you say we'd be seeing some... Well, they'll come in front of us. Oh, I thought you meant we'd be seeing the sights of the city. <laughs> Thank you, Leo. I was wrong. I thought that is a normal way of looking. <laughs> Next question, guys. Um, thank you so much for coming, Mr. Lee. You are so welcome. I just want yeah, to ask that. you, ever since I was about three years old, I loved Spider-Man, and I was obsessed with it, even those really, really bad PG-13 ones. It was like, oh, God. <laughs> She got bigger laughs than I did. <laughs> he, how how old are you? Is that a, I can't say. How old are you? It's a boy, I'm sorry. <laughs> he got bigger laughs than I did. That's like Italy. <laughs> Can I tell that whole story? It's a long story. If any of you have any important appointments, <laughs> I had already done the Fantastic Four and I don't know which else, X-Men or whatever we had. And my boss, the publisher, and remember I'm just working for a living, getting paid so much of age. He said to me, Stan, I want you to come up with another superhero. So if I would, that's good. If I didn't, I'd probably be fired. So I went home and I started thinking. Now, with a superhero, the most important thing is what superpower do you give him? And I couldn't think of any new superpowers, and then I saw a fly crawling on the wall. And I thought, boy, wouldn't it be cool if a hero could crawl on walls like a, a fly? No, I'm not telling you the truth. I didn't say, wouldn't it be cool? I probably said, wouldn't it be groovy? Because in those days, they didn't have the word cool yet. But anyway, I thought that would be a good idea. So then I began to think about it, and I said, boy, and what I'm going to do, I'll give him a name of, of an insect, like uh, Fly Man. That didn't sound dramatic. Mosquito Man. No. I went down the list, and then I got to Spider Man. I thought, Spider Man. Oh, boy, that sounded good. So I had the name. 
I had the power. He could stick to walls. And if he was a Spider-Man, I'd find a way for him to shoot webs. And then I figured, I'll make him a teenager, because that'll make him different than all the other characters. And finally, I'm going to give him personal problems, the kind that any teenager would have, so the teenagers could relate to him. So I got real excited about that idea, and I ran into my publisher's office. This is the reception I got. You say you want to call a character Spider-Man? Stan, people hate spiders. You can't, you can't use a name like that. And you want him to be a teenager? Teenagers can only be um, sidekicks. They can't be heroes. And you say you want them to have personal problems? Superheroes don't have personal problems. Don't you know what a superhero is? Well, boy, you can imagine how happy I was when I left the office. I figured, that's it, he'll fire me in the next few days. But we were going to kill a book we had, a magazine called Amazing Adult Fantasy or something like that. When you're going to kill a book, nobody cares what you put in the last issue, because it's going to die anyway. Just to get it out of my system, I put Spider-Man in that book and forgot about it. A month later, all the sales figures came in from all the books. And Amazing Adult Fantasy, the, the book we were going to kill with Spider-Man in it, was by far the best-selling book we had had that month. So my boss came running into my office. Stan, Stan, do you remember that character Spider-Man that we both liked so much? <laughs> Let's make it a series. And now you all know the true story. I'm Luke. They're making a movie about you, and um, I'm wondering what actor would you like to play you? Gee, I don't know. Clark Gable is dead. I don't know. Somebody incredibly charming and talented and likable. Not you. <laughs> so busy with other stuff, we never, and I wasn't pushing it, but uh, now somebody really seems to want to do one, but they want to do it, if you've read about it, I think they want to do it in a funny way, it won't be just my life, it'll be like a comedy based on my life, I have no idea, Wayne, we haven't really discussed it that much, but keep watching, and if anything comes of it, you can always say, we heard it first here in Cincinnati. <laughs> tell us anything about your appearance in Doctor Strange, and also if you would say... <laughs> I know. It's worth a shot. Do want to know about anything about Doctor Strange? I told you, there's three incantations. I don't know any more about it. I, I haven't... Did I do my cameo? I did. Oh, is it a good one? Because <laughs> if they don't like it, I'm doing it over. <laughs> I did a, we did a cameo. Uh, actually, we did four films. We did, um, he did Guardians, Guardian 2, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, the new Spider-Man movie, and Doctor Strange, and then a little Disney thing that we did. But uh, I haven't seen any of them yet. Okay. I was also I'm sure they great. I was also wondering if you would say hi to my mom and my grandmother because they're the reason I'm here. 
his, his mom and his grandmother are on his camera, and he's facing it this way, he wants to say hi. Oh, hi. Hi to your mom and grandma, and hi to you, and hi to any other relatives that I've <laughs> Hello. Uh, you were just mentioning that when you created Spider-Man, it, uh, it wasn't initially a success, your pitch. So were there any characters you came up with that uh, were flat out rejected or never got made? You don't have to talk low to me. If I can't hear you, I'm in big trouble. He's asking if there's any characters that you created that were rejected and just never made. No. <laughs> the only experience I had was with, as I told you, with Spider-Man. After that, whatever I wanted it to do, <laughs> don't let me do it. Hi, Stan. Hi. Jim, yeah, Jim Stramanko tells a story that he's told over and over and over again, that the first time he met you, you saw his portfolio, you were so amazed that you offered him his pick of whatever Marvel title he wanted to do. Can, can I hear your side of that uh, recollection of, of meeting Steranko and his BS story? <laughs> It's actually probably true, because when I met Starenko and I saw his artwork, it was wonderful. And the thing about his art, it is different than, every, than any other comic book artist. He has his own style. I don't know if all of you are familiar with James Starenko. He did a lot of Captain America, but he made a decision that I always thought was a bad one. He published his own magazine. I don't. It wasn't a comic magazine. It was some kind of a magazine. I don't remember what it was, but he was so interested in it because it was his own magazine that he stopped doing comics to concentrate on the magazine. And this man could have been, I think, one of the greatest comic book and most famous comic book artists. Instead, he spend time on that magazine that nobody even knows about. I'm hoping he'll still want to come back into comics. He still does I hope he's doing it for Marvel. <laughs> and one other thing about Jimmy, he was also a professional magician sometimes. If you ever meet him, ask him to do a card trick or something. Thanks, Dan. Hey guys, we just have enough for three more questions and then we gotta do something for him. They're going to give them something. So, three more people, and that's it, guys. I wish we could take care of everybody, but the, left, the next three are the last three we're taking. Go ahead. Hello, Stan. Thank you for coming. Uh, my favorite character has always been Hank Pym's Ant Man. And I was just wondering the story behind creating a character with shrinking abilities and named Ant Man. I don't really remember. <laughs> I think I was just looking for a new character. And, you know, after a while, you think, I've done them all. I've got the strongest guy in the world, the Hulk and the Thing, and I've got this character. What can I do that's different? And I think, did, did we have a giant man before we had Ant-Man? Oh, Ant-Man came first. Yeah, then Goliath. But I have no memory. But anyway, I must have thought, gee, what about a little... Uh, hero, that would be different. It might be stupid, but it would be different. <laughs> so I thought of Ant-Man, and I got to like it. Then I gave him a girlfriend called the wonder, the wondrous, or the wonderful wasp. She would, she, she could turn into a wasp. I think I must have been drunk. Then. <laughs> <laughs> they worked. Thank you. Next two questions. They didn't put the wasp in the movie, did they? They did? Okay. <laughs> so, back to uh, Dr. Strange. I, I wonder sometimes about uh, the words that you came up with sound vaguely Asian. Agamotto, uh, Dormammu. I wonder how, what the process was that you used to make up all those crazy words 
Don't call them crazy. <laughs> Bounce them off. Steve did know it all, or was it all was it all, all you? Oh yeah, yeah. I I like making up names, and I thought Dormammu was a good one. Yeah, yeah. No name like Dormammu. Yeah, Dormammu. And um, no, I just make them up. Whatever sounds good to me, I do. I, I wish there was some trick answer I could give you, but it's it's uh, true. How he comes up with names. Mm -hmm. We have a team of people that work with us. He can't remember. Tom, Dick, Janet, or whatever. Well, those names are hard to remember. So he comes up, everybody gets a name that works with us. I'm the zookeeper. John right here is hairspray. There's another guy called uh, Taillight, because he's always behind us, following us. There's another guy called the Raging, Raging Alcoholic. He doesn't drink. I did a newspaper strip once. I forget the name, it was a funny strip. And I had a character in it called Also. Because he said, people are always saying, oh yeah, you can bring him also if you want. So we called him Also. But, but that's getting aside the point. That's away, from, that's away from what we're talking about. So I want you to strike that from your record. Thank you. One last question, that's it, my man. Now that's giving him a hell of a responsibility. The last question. And he's thinking, boy, this better be good. Okay, I have a two-part question. We're going to get a one-part question, because then the two man will get the second one, just to be fair. Okay, the first, the first part is, Stan, I heard that you're uh, legally allowed to marry people. I want to know if that's true, and if so, I want to know if you can marry me and my fiance tell me I can, but if I were you, if I did it, I would still go to it. <laughs> when I moved out to the coast, I saw an ad. It said, become a member of, I forget the name of the church. Baptist Ministries. No, it wasn't Baptist. It's not some funny name. And um, for 25 bucks, you become a minister. So I figured, what have I got to lose? <laughs> this was 30 years ago. So I became a minister in that church. And they kept sending me stuff. I even have a thing for my car. I can keep it on the dashboard if I park in a no parking zone. It says cleric on duty. <laughs> I've never done it. And um, I actually even married a friend and, and her, her room. But I, right after that, they went to a real person. <laughs> so that's the story. If, if you want me to marry you, I mean, with you and somebody. <laughs> I promise that it'll be a, you know, anybody will care. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs>
dramatic as that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway. Let's try. Go ahead, buddy. I apologize for dressing up as a DC character in a Marvel panel. <laughs> One big happy family. No, we're not. Get him out of here. Only kidding. I'm static, so I can't keep me out. All right. Uh, who's he dressed as? Static shock. Static shock. As a DC character. Kevin the tank. My question was, um, how did you actually feel cameoing in Deadpool around all those? <laughs> 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 how did you in your cameo with Deadpool with all those women around you? I have bad news for you. <laughs> for me. That was not filmed in the club with all the women. I wish it were. They brought a little crew out separately to where I am, and they just had me shout what I shouted, and I was shouting it to the four walls around me. There were no topless girls or any girls And come to think of it, you hear everybody's in there going, oh. He just said those names, and then when he finally saw the movie, what the hell did you do? Why didn't you get me in that cameo? <laughs> and the only thing I can say, just think of your wife if she saw this. You know, I wasn't thinking of myself. I'm thinking of all those girls who are probably thinking, why wasn't Stan in <laughs> Guys, that's the end of the question. But we have one more thing that they're going to do for Stan. Stan, if you take us, if you care to stand up for a moment. Stan and Max, thank you very much. We're just going to reduce some stuff here. Everybody, after this, please stick around for something else that we're going to ask for as many of you to try to be involved in as possible. <laughs> Be it proclaimed, whereas Stanley is an artist and creator of characters in comic books and films which will be recognized for the rest of time in his decades of work at Timely Comics and Marvel Comics has given us characters such as Iron Man, Spider-Man, The Hulk, Thor, and many more, as well as their stories. You forgot your mom. <laughs> and whereas Stan Lee has brought endless entertainment, to fans across the world, especially here in the Queen City, and from the pulp of the comic books, he has appeared in numerous cameo roles of feature films to the enjoyment and pleasure of fans everywhere, and... Whereas, Stan Lee has chosen the Cincinnati Comic Expo to welcome guests and visitors from across the region and beyond, and at age 93, Stan is still traveling to meet and thank his fans who made it all possible at all corners of the globe. And whereas his creations and contributions will live forever as inspiration and reminder for all of us to dream ever upward and Stan Lee's own words, let everyone here, as well as far and wide, strive for Excelsior! Now, therefore, John Cranley, Mayor of the City of Cincinnati, do hereby proclaim September 23rd, 2016, at Stanley Day in Cincinnati. Stanley Day, I want to know one thing. If I had, if I'm to believe this, are the schools closed? Yeah. <laughs> thank the mayor. Hey, you're the greatest audience. I wish we could stay longer. I know you may not, but it was fun for me to get him. And maybe we'll 
hear it again sometime. Thank you very much. Thing I can ever tell you, Excelsior!